Welcome to Trusting the Truth with Samuel Tolley, where we view the world through the lens of Jesus Christ. We do not view Jesus Christ through the lens of the world. How are you doing? This is Sam Tolley. And once again, we're discussing interesting things. Last week, I brought out a couple of chess pieces. Tonight, I decided to bring the whole board because last week's program was entitled Communists Have Been Playing Blacks Against Whites All My Life. And I, I tried to explain that it's like a chess match with the communists. Uh, their, their web is so intricate that most people can't even fathom it. They don't even understand it. They don't even understand why they're doing the stuff they're doing or why they hate each other. I mean, it's interesting the different ways in which the communists have been trying to destroy this nation. And people don't even have a clue. Now, <clears throat> this evening's journey is about transgendering children insanity. And I want to try to show some of the insanity and some of the progress that we're making on the moral and decent side. But as I brought out the chessboard, and for those that know the game of chess is a game of strategy, whereas you might make one move on this side of the board, um, having the other guy counter that side when actually you're looking to get the advantage on this side, I want to show a few of the goals that the Communist Party has for America, and many of them they've already um, obtained. If you want to know all 45 goals as written in The Naked Communist by W. Cleon Skolson, look at my video from last week. But I wanted to present some of the goals as they pertain to our children, mostly. Now, goal number 17, get control of the schools. Use them as transmission belts for socialism, current communist propaganda, soften the curriculum, get control of the teachers association, put the party line in textbooks. Now, I think it was goal number 15, but I didn't bring it out. I want to get up uh, 14 or 15. It talks about get control of one or both of the major political parties. For the most part, the Democrat Party is the party that is being controlled by the communists or the socialists, as it were. I mean, we got this guy that's in the party, uh, this senator who's an avowed socialist, and AOC, who's an Congress person who's an avowed socialist. But these people are pushing socialist agendas in the schools and the Democrat party is pretty much um, the party of the teachers union. Now, when it talks about softening the curriculum, what is the main thing they're trying to teach kids now? They're not advocating higher education or learning how to read, write, uh, how to master math and, and the social sciences. 
They're teaching this social engineering stuff. They, they want to teach the critical race theories. They want to denigrate black people, excuse me, they want to denigrate white people and elevate black people above white people, which in essence works just like we talked about last week, keeping people against each other instead of bringing Americans together. And the teachers union is being controlled. Well, I believe by the Communist Party and the, and the teachers are controlled by the teachers union. So they're teaching this drag queen stuff. They're teaching all these things that do not help promote um, learning. 24, eliminate all laws governing obscenity by calling them censorship and a violation of free speech and free press. These goals were written in, were, were read into the congressional record in the early 60s. I believe it was 61 or so, but it was before prayer was taken out of the schools, before uh, that foundation was eradicated. And actually in those days, our country had a more of a biblical foundation overall. We didn't worry about sending our kids to school. We didn't worry about our kids being taught things that were antithetical to the word of God. We didn't worry about that in those days, but these days you must because they are about destroying the fabric of America. As in, ver as in number 25, break down cultural standards of morality by promoting pornography and obscenity in books, magazines, motion pictures, radio, and television. I could have presented obscene pictures that are in children's hands now in schools, uh, pictures demonstrating sexual activity, male, female, and male on male sexual activity. I'm not talking about talking about, I'm talking about illustrations. And these people are pushing this in and they're even trying to teach kindergartners about sex. So the breakdown of morality, they, they took the Bible out of the schools, they took prayer out of the schools, and when you take something out, you create a vacuum, and that vacuum is being filled by the communist agenda, which was always the goal from day one. So let's go to the next page here. Number 26, present um homosexuality degeneracy and promiscuity as normal natural and healthy that's where we are folks there was a time when they were trying to tell us um to let the homosexual people out of the closet all they want to do is live their life they don't want to bother anybody they just want to be left alone and be able to live their life. Well, what happened? Um, we let them out of the closet. And now we are the ones that they're trying to throw in the closets. We are the ones that um, 
I'm, when I say we, I'm talking about Bible-believing Christians. I'm talking about people that believe in the Word of God, the sanctity of marriage, uh, life of the unborn, uh, believe in raising our children up in a moral and decent way. We're the enemy, as demonstrated by the Attorney General. I believe last year when they were thinking about going after parents that protested Board of Education meetings because they were showing the vile and the profane to our children. This has all been a communist plan. This has all been a chess move. Number 40, discredit the family as an institution. Need I say more? Encourage promiscuity and easy divorce. You know, when I was a little kid back in the 50s, um, divorce was completely frowned upon. Folks had to work through their marriages. It wasn't taken whereas, oh, well, you can just leave. You had a responsibility. Men had a responsibility to their families. Women had a responsibility to their children. But the goal of the Communist Party has always been to destroy America. Nikita Khrushchev said that we will destroy America without firing a shot because their goal was to destroy us from the inside out instead of from the outside in. And we have been played like a chessboard. We've been played and we haven't paid attention. We're playing checkers somewhere while the communist long range goal is playing chess. It's just like these uh, the, the, the communist Chinese or like these Arabs, they'll have these hundred-year goals. We want to get things done fast. We got a we got a four-year election cycle, or a two-year election cycle, or a six-year election cycle. So we got to get things done fast so we can get reelected. Instead of thinking about the long-range ramifications of the nation, many of our politicians are thinking about the short-term ramifications of will they stay in office or not. Number 41, emphasize the need to raise children away from the negative influence of parents. Attributes, prejudices, mental blocks, and retarding of children to suppressive influence of parents. Folks, the communists are moving on us and we don't even know what the heck is going on. Many of us have no idea. And the reason being is because we, for the most part as a nation, have absconded from our biblical worldview. What did the Bible say? It says in Proverbs 22 and six, to train up a child in the way he should go. And even when he's old, he will not depart from it. Parents are called to be parents. Parents are the ones that are supposed to train up our children. We are the ones, we're not supposed to be looking for the government to control our children. You know, when the attorney general <clears throat> was going after parents in uh, Virginia, it was right after, I believe, 
the Democrat nominee that was running for, for governor lost the race. And he lost the race because he said basically the parents shouldn't have any authority on what the kids are being taught. This is how far down the road of evil we've gone as a nation. We're supposed to be a government of the people, for the people, and by the people. We're not supposed to be people who are just subjected to the government. And now we found ourselves pushing a hole. We as parents, we as Christians, we as just Bible-believing people trying to live. And we're being run down the hole, the pit, as it were, by this LGBTQ group. They are pretty much running everything now. And they and, and the lie that was told many years ago was that all I want to do was be left alone. And they weren't going to bother us. They just wanted to be let out of the closet. Well, we let them out the closet. And now they're throwing us in the closet. Now it's to the point where it wasn't about just leaving them alone. We have to accept. They won't accept what they're doing, endorse what they're doing, and train our children up in the way they want them to go. Instead of the way the Bible says they're supposed to go. You know, we have this individual. Um, this Rachel Levin. She is the assistant secretary of health. And excuse me. I said she. This is a man. Let me let me show you a short video from from this individual, and then we'll speak a little bit more about her. Uh, take a look at what Rachel Levin had to say. This is about three minutes. I have no room in my heart for hatred, and frankly, I have no time for intolerance. We need to all work together against this intolerance until everyone living in America can live their life openly and freely without fear of prejudice, scorn, or attack. I believe that the lessons of recent history indicate that our mission as doctors and other medical nurses and other medical professionals needs to include a proactive rather than merely a passive rejection of this intolerance. You know, we have the ability to share information, to speak with authority that our training and experience have given us and work together to assert our right to practice medicine as we were taught and to practice it without discrimination. So I encourage all of you to think of yourselves as ambassadors to your communities, ambassadors for science, ambassadors for compassion, and ambassadors for care. These conversations don't have to be limited or restricted to a medical setting. Offer yourselves as informational resources, not just for youth, but for school teachers, principals, school boards, professional organizations, recreation centers, county commissioners, and others who would benefit from this information in your perspective. Please proactively seek opportunities to speak about what you know. Our task is to educate the public in as many forms as possible.
And we need to have these conversations that question the assumptions that are underlying today's attacks on trans people. Pushing back the veil of ignorance demands this extra effort. And this is, a, this is the challenge before our profession. For almost 40 years now, I have considered an honor to be a doctor. I believe in our role as healers. I believe in our role as truth tellers. And the truth that we need to confront now is that medicine and science are being politically perverted around this country that destroys human lives. And we have reached a tipping point for the role in medicine and civic life for the health and well-being of LGBTQI plus youth and other Americans. Those who attack our community are driven by an agenda of politics. And it has nothing to do with medicine. It has nothing to do with science. It has nothing to do with warmth, empathy, compassion, or understanding. They are rejecting the value of supportive medicine, rejecting well-established science, and simply rejecting basic human compassion. We as doctors and as people who love our communities and love our nation have to confront the, the fact that the language of care and compassion that they're using is being taken to granted to literally tear our communities apart. So we have to stand up. We have to take a stand on behalf of those who are being hurt. That's what we do in medicine, even when it's difficult. Remember, one supportive adult. Wow. So Rachel Levin takes the truth teller rose seriously. Well, the truth is that's a man that's dressed up like a woman. That's what the truth is. That's an XY chromosome person that's acting like they're XX. The truth is the compassion is to tell people early on what they are and to help them get information so they can maintain their humanity as God made them, not as man is trying to make them seem like, you know, you know, this Rachel Levin was born Richard Levin. I believe it was on October the 28th, 1957. This person, this man, um, went to medical school, got married in 1988, had two kids, I believe a boy and a girl. And this person uh, decided for whatever reason, who's been a doctor all these years, in my opinion, developed some kind of mental disease or demonic possession, whatever you want to call it, decide to transition to a woman, as it were, in 2011. Well, in 2013, this person uh, became divorced. I can understand why the wife would not want to stay married to an individual that apparently she wasn't woman enough for. But what I can't understand is how the children deal with this. I mean, it just sounds beyond the pale. And this idea that our, 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 our complaint has to do, has to do with, uh, um, you know, our complaint has to do with with uh, um, excuse me. Our complaint has to do with political idea. 
The complaint has to do with biblical ideas. Biblically, we are supposed to be um, standing as an example of being the image of God. We know. And biblically, we, we, we cannot sit over here and say that change in your body is normal, natural, or acceptable. So that's something that's no good. So this Rachel Levin person has really got an issue. Now, let's look at an article concerning Rachel Levin. From the DV Journal. This was December 20th of 2022. It says, Assistant Secretary of Health uh, Dr. Rachel Levin is no stranger to controversy. Um, but the former Pennsylvania health officials' recent comments about being happy to have transitioned from male to female after having children have sparked outrage from some parents and pro-family organizations. That right there on the top of it sounds so selfish to me. You marry a woman, and now you're talking about, well, I'm happy I had kids before I transitioned. What about the, the woman that you married? What about her? Discussing the transitioning later in life, Levin speculated that being a 15-year-old in today's environment might have led to transitioning while still young. Then Levine added, I have no regrets because if I had transitioned when I was young, then I wouldn't have had my children. Hold on a second. This is page is supposed to turn. It didn't turn on me. The video, which went viral on social media Monday, is from the 2019 meeting of the Society of Adolescent Health and Medicine. Critics responded by pointing out that Levin is an outspoken proponent of giving puberty blockers and performing surgery on teens as part of gender-affirming treatment. You know, one of the big problems with society today and maybe it's always been a big problem with society, but it is the taking of words and twisting the meaning. You know, just like they'll say pro-choice when they mean killing babies in your womb. You know, this, this, this gender affirming treatment is meaning castrate young boys, give double mastectomies to young girls, mutilate their bodies. But they're trying to say it's gender affirming. So, so we, we twist the language to make it more palatable while we're doing the evil to people. In August, Levine said that the federal government wanted to affirm, support, and empower youth to get gender-affirming treatment in their states. 
gender-affirming care refers to the use of puberty blockers, hormone therapy, and even surgery on children and teens who identify as transgender. <clears throat> it's a good thing that based on personal experience, Dr. Levine recognizes that having children is a blessing. Well, of course, it's a blessing because it's what God intended it to be. That in the sanctity of the marriage between one man and one woman, to have children. That is the blessing that God intended to happen. We are, we agree, said Michael Greer, president of the Pennsylvania Family Institute. But we wholeheartedly disagree with Dr. Levin's suggest aggressive agenda to encourage the use of minors, excuse me, to encourage the use on minors of puberty blocking chemicals, cross sex hormones, and disfiguring surgeries, all of which permanently destroy their ability to conceive or bear children. You know, if, if any of you young kids or anybody that's thinking about transgendering or changing their bodily um, self right now, hear this, think about this. You could pretend you're anything you want to, but once you start cutting on your body, once you start disfiguring yourself, you will never ever be the same. If you decide to change your mind, I mean, when I was a young guy, I used to have a lot of hair. I've had a big afro at one time when I can grow a lot of hair. Can't grow a lot now, but had a big afro. And we had this movie, Superfly. These guys had their hair all curled and waves. And, and there were people that I can get to press my hair and curl it and make it all fly looking, which I did. Or I used process. That's a way long ago. I your mom or daddy what is a process. Anyway, all those things. But I always knew in the back of my head that what I was doing to my head was temporary. That if I didn't like it, I could always get it back the way it was. I never allowed myself to do things that I couldn't change. Just like I never wanted to get a tattoo because I always figured, well, if I got a tattoo and after a while I didn't like it, what am I going to do with it? So I, I never did it. I never got holes in my ears, any of those things. Now, I'm not here to talk about what you did or what somebody else did. I'm just saying, when these girls get their breasts cut off, they're gone. I mean, they can get implants and fake breasts, but they will never be able um, to, to breastfeed a child. They won't have the same feeling in them things that they would have had if they were their own. And boys, they can, they can get their penis surgically altered into some kind of vagina. It will never be the same. It will never work the same. It will never feel the same. I'm talking about if you were a female, let alone being a male. It will not work for you. And you can't get it back. Now, we've had heart transplants. We've had lung transplants. We had liver transplant. I even heard where they had a face transplant. I don't think we've gotten to the point now yet where we can get penis transplants. Because if they could, there'd be folks in danger 
to get their things to replace somebody that made some stupid decisions. Anyway, getting back to this. Medical professionals are pledged to first do no harm. But when in step with this transgender agenda, they clearly are harming minor children by permanently sterilizing them. And worse, it is past time for policymakers to step in and protect these children's bodies and their futures. You know, what's amazing to me is we never should even have to get here. How did we get here? Uh, you can go back to the 1980s. These thoughts were never on anybody's mind. I mean, on a mass level. And it definitely wasn't in the mind of governments and the medical society. Now, in the medical society, the medical industrial complex, as they were, I've lost a lot of respect for those people. Lots. With the COVID thing and them trying to push this vaccine on folks that hasn't been approved by the FDA without even knowing the ramifications or the long-term effects of this thing, trying to force it down our throats, and then ignoring data or information that showed other alternatives to help people that they could have used and denigrating them with the news media being bought and paid for denigrating them and the pharmaceutical company having no liability it just made the whole united states a guinea pig the world in fact a guinea pig and so I've lost a lot of respect for these people way before this nonsense got full blown. And now <clears throat> with many of them offering gender affirming care, and you don't hear a mass outcry of doctors. You hear some saying this stuff is nonsense and is dangerous and is evil. Why should I trust those people? Why should you trust those people? I mean, you have to be your own advocate even more from a medical perspective these days. You can't trust these people anymore to look after your good because then many times they're looking after the bottom line, their pocket. Where was I? Um, let me see. Dr. Levine would forever deny these minors the joy of being children is beyond hypocritical. Madeline Kearns, who writes about transgender issues for the National Review, asks, has it occurred to him, Sink, that some of the children he encourages to undergo sterilizing drugs, surgeries, and surgeries may later regret foregoing the possibility of parenthood? You know, what bothers me in that is thinking about I can just see the scenario. Some little kid decided that they thought they were the opposite sex. They went to their parents and their parents said, okay, and start giving them these treatments and these drugs and let them do surgeries and all this other nonsense. And years later, when this child matured, they realized what had happened and why it was so wrong and evil. And then, 
going back to their parents say why did you let this happen to me i was a kid i didn't know what the heck i was doing kids are stupid i was stupid you were supposed to protect me and you didn't protect me as a parent i, I just wouldn't even know how to live with myself if i was confronted with something like that there's no way on earth I would ever permit anything like that for a child under my care, period. It's not even up for discussion. If men were men and men stayed home and men took care of their wives and their children, men are supposed to set an example, let their boys see what a man is like and teach their boys to be men and teach their daughters to love themselves and let the daughters know that you love them. And let them see you as a kind of man they would want to spend their life with when they grow up. But all in all, help them learn their roles, male and female, and not this misdirection and this, this evil and this mess that we get from the misdirection, from the communists, from the degenerate because once the communist thing of removing uh normality you know what was this thing breaking down cultural standards and morality presenting homosexuality and degeneracy and promiscuity as normal and healthy the communists didn't have to do much more once we let all the freakazoids out all the the, the anti-biblical stuff out then it's like a cancer where we just start metastasizing throughout society. You think these people want us to do this because it's going to make the United States stronger, better? Of course not. Back to it. One of the most highly contested issues in the transgender policy debate is whether minor children should be able to make permanently life-altering medical decisions like surgery or taking powerful puberty blockers without their parents' knowledge or consent. My former home state, California Governor Newsom, recently signed a bill in the law <clears throat> that he said would make his state a sanctuary for minors who want medical treatment to change gender. This man is demonic. Not only does he not respect the law's of other states. He doesn't respect parents' authority in his own state. And the problem is the parent in his own states, when they had a recall, they could have got rid of this joker, but they didn't. They're allowing this evil man to stay in power and to keep doing evil things. I mean, my children, when I was living in California, they were going to school. If you brought an aspirin to school or a cough drop, it was considered bringing drugs to school. But if my daughter wanted an abortion, they could have took her to get an abortion without ever telling me a thing. And I wouldn't have known nothing unless she told me, or heaven forbid, she would have gotten violently ill or sick from the procedure and then they would have had to tell me that's california folks that's evil and newsom's evil 
California is the first state in the nation to create sanctuary for transgender youth seeking gender affirming medical care. Reported KQED in San Francisco, Governor Gavin Newsom signed a new law in September that ensures transgender kids from elsewhere can safely access hormones or puberty blockers here. The legislation also shields families from child abuse investigations or from being criminally prosecuted for seeking gender affirming care, which means that, uh, excuse me, if you come from a state that says this stuff is illegal, and we don't, we will not allow that to happen to kids, and we will prosecute you if you do that to your child. You can bring your child to California. You can even, if you, you're a parent, and the other parent says no, you can bring your child to California, and they'll do it anyway, and won't respect the other state's law. That's how evil the legislature and the governor is in that state. And Levine supports Biden administration's guidelines recommending surgery and medication, not counseling for minors experiencing gender dysphoria, claiming without evidence that all medical professionals agree with her. Really? I don't believe that for a second. But many of these medical professionals are worried about their dollars. They don't want to lose access to the money. And there are places that are making money solely on butchering kids because there's money to be made. You get naive folks with a bunch of money or you can get some kind of weird government to pay for this crap. And there's money to be made with a lack of conscience. I guess, I guess why should there be a conscience for, for mutilating children when we kill about a million babies in the womb by so-called doctors. Okay, there is no argument among medical professionals or uh, pediatrics, pediatricians, pediatric endo, endocrinologists, adolescent medicine physicians, adolescent psychiatrists, Psychologist about the value and the importance of gender affirming care, Levin told NPR in May. And California, again, they made it against the law to give minors um, counseling if they're having a gender identity crisis. So you can't go to a counselor if your boy thinks he's a girl and ask them to help her. your son understand that he's a boy. It's against the law. They just, matter of fact, they just made a law in California where the, uh, um, if you speak out against the COVID procedure as a doctor, it's illegal. So you got politicians in California now running the medical arena. Now there's some doctors trying to fight against that nonsense. Be your own advocate, people. During Levine's time as Pennsylvania's health secretary, Pennsylvania taxpayers have paid nearly $17 million to fund sex reassignment surgery 
and other services for minor children, some as young as 14. Without and without any legislative approval, according to the Pennsylvania Family Institute, this level of state endorsed harm upon children is reprehensible, said PFI spokesperson Alexa Sniller. At the time, while we knew the Wolf administration was funding services related to these irreversible procedures on minors, now seeing the exact numbers millions spent toward these detrimental acts is still shocking. And Levine made national news when it was learned that during the peak of the COVID crisis, she removed her 95-year-old mother from personal from a personal care home to a hotel at the same time her department was forcing uh, care facilities to admit and readmit coronavirus positive patients. Translation, she loved her mama, so she got her away from that stuff. Although, she didn't give a rat's butt about the other people going to be involved in that. This is your Dr. Levine. On Monday, Deval parent rights activist Megan Brock called out what she called Levine's hypocrisy. Gender-affirming medical treatment, including hormone therapy, causes irreversible fertility loss. Children and adolescents don't have the developmental capacity or understanding to make such a weighty decision. It's unethical and irresponsible for adults to put such a weighty choice on the shoulders of children, said Brock, who hosts the Parents Have a Right to Know website. It's upsetting to hear Rachel Levin speaking, speak about being thankful to have her transition later in life after having children. Knowing Levin is working with the Biden administration to push fertility ending medical treatment on children, says the author. I tell you, so this article was December 20 of 2022. <laughs> Man, we have a very, very bad government. Twisted. Evil. But there's hope, folks. There's hope. There are some states that are taking action. There are some states that are on the offense. And Missouri is one of them. Let me see here. You know, Missouri Attorney General, uh, we are on offense against transgender medicine for minors. Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey issued an emergency regulation, and this article was March 22 of 2023. 
the emergency regulation on transgender medical intervention for minors. Telling Breitbart News, we are on offense and leaving no stone unturned in the defense of children. To which I say, praise the Lord for that. In an effort to protect children and enforce the laws as written, I am writing, I am issuing an emergency regulation clarifying that because gender transition interventions are experimental, Missouri law already prohibits performing them in the absence of specific guardrails. Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey stated in a tweet posted on Monday afternoon, a press release explained why the emergency regulation was implemented, remarking that because gender transition interventions are experimental, they are covered by existing Missouri law governing unfair, deceptive, and unconscionable business practices, including in administering health care services. The regulation is necessary due to the skyrocketing number of gender transition interventions. Despite rising concerns in the medical community that these procedures are experimental and lack clinical evidence of safety or success, it asserted, the emergency regulation requires providers to disclose specific information about the various medical interventions, including puberty blockers, and cross-sex hormone treatments. Providers will also be mandated to provide full psychiatric <clears throat> assessments. Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey spoke with Breitbart News, explaining that he will leave no stone unturned in the fight to defend children from transgender medical interventions. The emergency regulation comes after whistleblower Jamie Reed, a former case manager at the Washington University Transgender Center in St. Louis Children's Clinic, <clears throat> said she was struck by the lack of former protocols for treatment, leaving physicians, co-directors as a sole authority. Bailey told Breitbart News, we demanded a moratorium on the procedures at the clinic but said that it was refused. The attorney general's office then went on to find that there are clinics all over. The state of Missouri providing these kinds of dangerous experimental procedures and recommending puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones and ultimately surgery in a place of psychiatry and psychology there's a mental problem now i say there's a biblical problem but it still goes into the mind you know we've walked away from god and so this devil gives us all kind of crap that sounds palatable yeah 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 you're really a girl you know i used to play hopscotch and jacks with my sister my older sister when we were little kids and you know i played with my friends I have my dude friends, but sometimes I play with my sister. And we play jacks, we play hopscotch, and I'd beat her every time. 
but I had fun playing with my sister. But I think about these days, if I was doing that with my sister, they might, oh, gee, golly, maybe he's really a girl. And if I was stupid, yeah, I think I'm a girl. And they cut me off and messed me up. But I never once thought that I was a girl. I always thought I was a dude. But there are people who are being programmed and they're thinking that they are, but they're not. Anyway, when we were alerted that the moratorium was refused, we had to step up and take action to protect children. Bailey added before noting that he's proud to be standing in the gap on behalf of the state of Missouri to protect kids from these kinds of dangerous and experimental procedures. While state regulators considered the bill, Bailey also delved into the scope of his action, telling Breitbart News, we're on the offense on all fronts. We marshaled state resources. We're looking at license penalties. We're looking at medical Medicare fraud penalties. We're looking at consumer protection issues. We're not finished yet. This is a multifaceted, multi-pronged approach. It's worth doing because kids are worth protecting, Bailey affirmed. Meanwhile, the press release explained the regulation in detail, noting because gender transition interventions are experimental, the regulation clarifies that state law already prohibits performing experimental procedures in the absence of specific guardrails. These guardrails include specific informed consent disclosures, which includes telling parents that the use of puberty blocking blocker drugs or cross-sex hormones to treat gender identity disorder or gender dysphoria is experimental and is not approved by the Food and Drug Administration, as well as the FDA has issued a warning that puberty blockers can lead to brain swelling and blindness, among other information. Now, why would any doctor anywhere want to give folks anything that could do that? Money. They get paid. Medical interventions that seek to change a patient's gender will be prohibited in certain instances as well, such as when a provider fails to obtain and keep on file informed written consent or ensure that any existing mental health comorbidities of the patient have been treated and resolved. These interventions will also be prohibited if the medical provider fails to ensure that the patient has received a full psychological or psychiatric assessment consisting of not fewer than 15 separate hourly sessions over the course of not fewer than 18 months to determine, among other things, whether the person has the mental health comorbidities. Uh, Bailey told uh, Breitbart News, in the event that providers violate these regulations, they will face legal proceedings. People are going to adhere to the law or they're going to end up in court. Bailey explained. He went on to explain, we have statutes on the books that allow us to enforce the regulations. The Missouri Supreme Court has affirmed our authority in this space to both promulgate the rules and enforce the rules. And certainly we have not only the power of statute behind us, but the power of the court. 
He also told Breitbart News, we've uncovered a shadowy conspiratorial program for treatments, clandestine shadowy programs of clinics operating across the state of Missouri. Before adding, they're growing in number and they're inducing kids into questioning their gender. This is where parents, this is where daddies need to stand up and son, your son. Baby, little girl, you my young girl. That's where daddies need to be there. And then promoting puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and ultimately surgery in place of psychiatric, psychiatry and psychology. <clears throat> Why aren't we talking to these kids first? Why aren't we tracking the assessment of the negative impact of the treatments? I mean, there's all sorts of problems that necessitate not only our emergency rule, but ultimately legislation, Bailey added. Trying to get through this article. The move, excuse me, okay. Excuse me. Okay, here we go. The move from Attorney General Bailey. Hold on, folks. I'm trying to see if I got a I got a lineup problem here. Okay, sorry. The move from Attorney General Bailey comes after several states have taken action to defend children from transgender ideology. In Tennessee, Governor Bill Lee recently signed legislation banning the use of sex change operations. I was going to present this article, but I don't have time from him. Um Let's see. Sex change. Uh, governor in Tennessee, Governor Bill Lee recently signed legislation banning the use of sex change operations, cross-sex hormone treatments, and puberty blockers on minors. He also signed legislation banning drag performances on public property and in the presence of children. In Kentucky, lawmakers have in the state house passed a bill prohibiting healthcare professionals from attempting to medically transition minors, which would require an investigation of any report of provision of gender transition services to a person under the age of 18 years, and also require revocation of the provider's license if confirmed and termination of public funding for a public employee. Meanwhile, Iowa State Senate passed legislation that would bar students from using bathrooms that don't correspond to their biological sex. In addition, Wyoming recently became the 19th state to ban men from women's sports. <clears throat> Attorney General Bailey called on leaders in other states to take action to defend children from transgender medical interventions, remarking, the eyes of history are upon us, and adding, how we as a society, how we as Republicans, how we as parents deal with this issue today will be judged by subsequent generations. And this is a fight worth making. 
Bailey went on to tell Breitbart News, protecting kids is always worth the effort, and we need to get creative and use every legal recourse we have available to us to stand up and protect kids from the predatory left-wing ideology masquerading as medicine. To which I say, amen to that. Now, look, people, it's very simple, particularly if you're a biblical person. If you're a biblical person, I got one more thing for you. First Thessalonians 5, 22. Stay away from every kind of evil. It's evil what they're doing to our children. It's evil what they're even thinking about doing to our children. And I and my heart just goes out to these children that have been butchered. Butchered. Now, if you're a grown person and you want to tear your body up, I feel for you too. But you've grown. You're at an age where you can destroy yourself if you want to. That's your business. But they're playing. Whoops, that's not even his move yet. Listen to him. They're playing chess with these children's lives. And it's all filtering back to the plan to destroy this country. And we are the ones that are living in the midst of the destruction as this thing crumbles down. Anyone that is as old as me, and I'm 70 years old, remember a time when this nation believed in that cross behind me. You know, they believe, even if everybody didn't follow it, they knew this was a God-fearing nation. And now, we're not. So it's time for Christians to step up. It's time for parents, whether you believe in God or not, to step up. Don't talk about you're so busy trying to work. You need to go to those Board of Education meetings. You need to go down to the school. You need to get the curriculum and find out what the hell these people are doing. And you need to get your kids out of there if you can. And you need to fight for vouchers. You pay the taxes. You should be able to put your kids in the school that you want to or homeschool them. Instead of your taxes going to these left-wing schools run by these crazy socialist Democrat folks that care about protecting the teachers union and not your child. That's what you need to do. This is Sam Tolley, and I'm out. <laughs>